Hello and welcome to Hanging Out with Hanger Nine. I'm Lemon Tree. I'm Squiddy. And uh, I'm Penny. And this is the London Spitfire podcast. Uh, this week, we are not talking about Overwatch. Overwatch is such a secondary, even tertiary thing with really what's going on in the world. We thought we'd dedicate this episode to the fact that obviously black lives matters. Uh, yes, I'm sure everyone will be aware of the situation in Minneapolis, Minnesota, in the United States, with the death of George Floyd at um, the hands of the Minneapolis police, um, which has sparked worldwide protests um, uh, in solidarity with uh, the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah, yeah, it has. I think it's done more than just spark protests. It's done, it's spark protests, obviously, but it's really spiked up the awareness it's actually brought up a discussion about it and about like police in general like not just in america i feel like around the world as well like a little Mm. bit yeah definitely i think uh things i've been seeing on twitter obviously a lot lot of the videos i've seen have been of u.s police yeah doing things they definitely should not be doing but then you see other videos of in Denmark, in the UK, in France, in other in country. This, yeah, this has had a worldwide impact. Yeah, it's like in countries that, in places that you think are typically very peaceful, very like the police are very respected. We're slowly seeing a bit more like they can, they're not maybe as bad as what we see in America, but there are still problems. I uh, saw one video the other day, if you don't mind me going on a little tangent, with, um, I think it was in a Tesco, can't remember where exactly, where four, I think, youths or teenagers, they were being detained by police, but three of them were black, one was white, and the one white person wasn't handcuffed, while the other three black individuals were while being questioned, which sort of shows kind of how in the world things seem a bit skewed or something for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think for a lot of people, in- including myself, has been very eye-opening to see because y- you're told like, oh yeah, that racism is still it still exists and people are still want to live with it. But I, I think you don't realize the how extent it's how it is, how it is the the extent to which uh, it is occurring and still occurring, even. With in the year 2020, like you think people say 2020 or like this time in history, well, other, uh, before all of this is probably one of the most peaceful times, but now 2020's happened and this has happened and it's really showing that even if it's still peaceful, there's still problems. I guess. Yeah, it, it, I think for many people it was, I don't see it, therefore it doesn't happen. Yeah. And that was just a fact of their privilege. They didn't have to be dealing with that d- d- those situations mm. and so weren't as it weren't exposed to it and i think that's what what this has done is helped realize with the fact that social media and i could be i think for me twitter's been where i've seen the most amount of coverage on this mm. really not Same. really through i would say i i think you could claim a traditional news sources no, no, no. It is mainly through Twitter that I've I've learned not just 
what's been happening this but actually more historical events that i just never knew about yeah. like, i never knew about the stonewall riots before same and re- and and, and it, it, i would say it's kind of sad that i'm 23 years old and i learned that through twitter and not any inkling through my at, my actual education yeah yeah i understand that that's that kind of sucks for like a lot of us when we think about it like broadly it's we go to school we think we're having like a great education we think we're learning about the world but then you leave school go into the real world and then you that's when you actually start learning about stuff that's when you learn like obviously now there's like racism and then there's more problems you learn historical things as to why things are the way they are but they never like cover that when you're growing up Absolutely, because I I remember at school we learned about the slave trade and what happened, why it happened, and explained how bad it was for the people for the people being shipped across from Africa and Europe to the uh, to the Americas. But I I think even at that age, it was very hard to grasp just how bad that was and how arguably. There are still that we still have major ramifications from that. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. It's a very like tough topic to speak about. Yeah, as well. all right. So like, yeah, it's definitely yeah. I think yeah, it's not yeah. I mean, I think what I think where it comes from the fact that it is. Uh, I think where it comes from is the fact that people still claim calling out racists is political. It's not. Yeah. It no. that's just calling. If someone, I'm trying to think, if someone um came up to me and said, "I don't like the fact that your my your hair is black," I'm gonna hate you because you have black hair. It's such like a weird sort of like mental mentality or like concept to have, but yet that's how it is, I guess. Yeah, it, it is. We're gonna pick this fundament this thing that no no one can change nothing can happen with it it is just something and it, it, it we're, we're challenging people on a human right essentially we're saying mm. you shouldn't it's like we i say we people it's typically white people isn't it mm. who have always i look down on everyone else Kind yeah, I mean that's what we see in history, but I'm sure you could find that with any like heritage or any race that they look down on others. Mm. It's just that's the most prominent one, and that's what kind. Of, I I don't want to like come off as like bigoted or whatever because I'm gonna be honest. I don't because of where I've grown up and how I've grown up. I don't even know a lot about this, but it's the way the world is. It all it does seem like it's. I don't know, maybe easier for white people. Or that's the narrative that we've gotten, that it's white people that have caused problems. I don't know. I know that sounds like really bad to say, but it's hard for me to put it into words. So, No, I I, I think really that, I think where it, st- where it comes from is, because this isn't, this is definitely not the first big, big protest against racism across the world. There, we have, there's always been an issue throughout i you could throughout human humanity history. yeah throughout human history and i think where it comes down to is who, who's standing up with 
the people who are affected by it. Like, who's standing for the people who are oppressed. And, e- like, even if they it. themselves aren't oppressed. Mm. Yeah, that's it. And I, I think what's happening now is a lot more people are realizing they need to be standing up. Yes. Maybe what they've done in the past, and I, I think I'm, I've definitely uh, been guilty of this. I maybe haven't done enough in my past. We've all, we've all been like that. It's not just like some people, everyone in their life has like the way I see it. They've turned it, turned the cheek and the thought "Mm, doesn't truly affect me. Like I'm against it. That's my part done. Yeah. Like absolutely. I'll post on Twitter, Instagram that I've seen, which puts it in perspective pretty well, I think, where they've said it's not enough to be against racism. You have to be like anti-racism or anti-racist, I believe. Yeah, I think I think I think it's the quote from Martin Luther. If you stay silent during oppression, you have taken the side of the oppressor. Yeah, that's it. That's one of them as well. And I think I think really what this this movement at the moment is is a lot more people are finding their voice. They're finding their voice, the courage to speak out, the courage to come together and try and help each other. Yeah, I I think definitely. I think which, especially in 2020, this has been a hell of a year. We we are on the worst timeline. That there's no way around it. We are on the worst timeline right now in 2020. Absolutely. So much has happened this year, and so much more is going to happen as well. Like what's and happened so far? Like, like it's got, happened so fast that like it's all blurred. That I just don't remember anything like decent happening in the year. Yeah, I think yeah that that's definitely a pos- scary part of it. The scary part. We're halfway through the year. And there's nothing you could say was great or like decent. Yeah, I think yeah that is. Yeah, that's definitely the key things. To, one of the key things, and I think what what we can hope for is that this 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 point in time is a real turning point. Yeah. In him, I I think what what's helped is the fact, especially with COVID nineteen, it's helped. A lot of people reevaluate themselves, mm. reevaluate their where they're going in life, their position, and maybe even some of their own biases. Yeah. Especially, yeah. and I think that that that's what's helping. I think the fact there's it's now such a spotlight on police in general, mm. and. What should and shouldn't they do? Yeah, and what ca- what are they able to do and get get away with? Because this isn't the first event oh, that's no. happened. Clearly, there not. have been so, so. I think I think so. Someone wrote did a comic about a young black uh, man who was killed by not being able to breathe, mm. and that was from a couple years ago. Yeah, I can't remember the fact, man's name, but it, that was there was only like. Barely five, well, maybe five years ago, something similar yeah. happened. And the fact that they were able to just post the same thing five years later really shows that, like, while we do progress in some aspects, we're not progressing in others. I guess. No, and I, I think it, it, it's, it comes down to the fact you, 
it needs to be having those conversations, not with just people online, but with the people offline, maybe in your family or your friends who aren't as active on social media. as Because my social media is just filled with ha- so much anti-racist stuff, which is yeah. fantastic to see. But I know where I used to grow up, there will be some people there who just do not care what's happening. They will, yeah. And it, it, it comes down to like trying to have the conversations with them. It's trying to open their mind or their eyes to it. Like that's, I think that's the key thing to like help us actually overcome this or move forward. Is if we all just take a breath and like sit down with each other and just start talking like yes it's uncomfortable to talk about race or whatever but if we don't talk about it then nothing's going to change and we might not find common ground and then we just repeat the cycle over and over again yeah definitely i think that's what a lot of people want they want to break that cycle because i mean i think from it, it it's strange how it is so much easier to talk about an event or something that has killed thousands of people than it is to talk about, oh, we shouldn't judge someone based on their skin colour. That's a very good point, actually. Like, like, we find it so much easier to talk, especially with, like, COVID-19. Oh, this has killed so many people. Um, school, Even school shootings in America mm. or across the world. We, it's, we find it easier to have discussions about that and all gun control, what should happen... Yeah, it's like like you said, like it's easier to talk that... about those things than it is to just about, I guess, just like like I said, race or even life sometimes. Yeah, definitely, and I think this just um, if it stems to down to the fact that if nothing changes from this, then that is the absolute tragedy. Yeah, if. After all of this, all these protests, all this activism, nothing ever happens. Mm. Or nothing nothing seems to change. I think what would be worse, though, is if we do see some change, but it's only temporary. Like, maybe police become, like, better trained, they can handle situations better, but then that's only for a couple years, like maybe five, ten years, and then we recess back to how it is right now. I think that would be worse than just no change at all. Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely. I think the most interesting thing I saw is that in uh, California, Los Angeles, Mm -hmm. it takes 15,000 hours to become a fully trained barber, whereas it only takes about 800 hours to become a fully trained police officer. That's just ridiculous. And I I would much rather have triple the amount of time and cost into making sure the police officers were the best they can be yeah than having a good haircut yeah no i agree with that totally like like when you put it in that perspective i'd rather have that guy who's like just gonna cut some dude's hair policing me more than that one person that's just barely scraped by and is like oh now he can carry a gun and he can determine if i'm being a criminal or not yeah, like, definitely. I think... So, I think... Hmm. 
Yeah, many things have to change. I think it's when I was ten years old, I was playing a game at uh, at my primary school. Yeah, and I was with my friend who I believe was Turkish, mm. or I mean, isn't uh, and uh, she came over and wanted to play with the computer with me, and I was like, yeah, absolutely. But then the person who was sat next to me said, oh no, we can't have anyone of your color playing on the computer. Jesus, and this when you and were 10? That was when I was 10 years old. And that has stuck... Because when it happened, I I got I got upset. And I wasn't even the target mm. of it. And I remember, having, like, I remember telling the teacher what happened. Yeah. And I, I like... Of what and yeah, that's just stuck in my mind, and it feels like not much has changed from them. It's just weird. Like I can, kind because you said it was ten, so I can kind of forgive that kid because you know he probably didn't know better, probably wasn't educated. But then that's also the problem. Like we're not educating from a young age about racism or like anything. We just it's like we said earlier, it's like once you leave school, then you start properly learning about it, and then you realize, damn, I was probably a horrible person growing up. I, like, a story that happened with me one time when I was, I think I was around 15, 16, so like last year of secondary school, I I was in science class, this one is like one of those ones that stuck with me, and I don't know how this class started talking about it, but we started talking about babies or whatever, and people saying like, oh, yeah, these these, these people's babies are cute or whatever. And then the girl next to me, she piped up and said, oh, I think black babies are very cute because they look like little monkeys. And it's just one of those things where you're like, I know you mean well when you say that, but that's just like a racist thing to say. That when me and my friend behind me like called her out on it, she didn't understand how it was racist. So again, that alludes back to the problem. Like we're not being taught about the whole like race thing or how it's an issue. No, definitely. I think... Yeah, I think what 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 kind is that? Yeah, we need that education. We need more. Be- I think the attractive things at the moment is obviously John Boyega has is becoming very active part of the protests that are happening. Yeah, I saw that. And the fact that he has stated that he may be risking his career by making a simple statement is it's eye opening. Is bizarre like he is yeah it just baffles me as to how but the thing is when white white celebrities are doing the same thing they get praised they're they're, they're not no one's claiming that they're risking their career they're not risking their careers by making this it's yeah like they're seen as they're like allies and they're helping and then, like you said, John Boyega, he's, like, scared to do anything. Because, like you said, he's saying he might lose his career. And that's just quite messed up. Yeah, definitely. I think... What... Yeah, I think what... I think what... I think what we've talked about so far is really... What has happened, where where the world is... But I think we've got to kind of still what what can we what can people do what mm. rather than just talking about oh it's so bad what can what actively can people do to try and make the world a better place like that's like a tough question like because 
it I think what makes it tough is like there's no clear sort of starting point if that makes sense. Yeah. It's like when you have other problems before, there's typically like a start point where it's like, well, if we fix this one thing first, then we can move on to this, that, the other. But we got so much that needs to be fixed, I believe, that it's going to be hard to like get that momentum going for like true change. But yeah. I think I think really what what it what it is is that the steps we take now will the become the st- will become the strides the next generations will be able to take. Yeah, we a, need to, to we can't just be like, oh, our, our kids will they'll sort it out. We can't think like that. We have to be like, right, what can I do personally? I think for many people, it's actually. It, with your friends and family having that courage when you hear something they say that isn't correct or is ra- or is racist you have you stand up and t- call them out on it and go wait why are you thinking like that yeah like mm. call them out have that, that discussion that, then yeah. and there try and, and I, I that's know important for a lot of people that's t- that is the toughest bit because you, you may lose family. You actually, you may lose friends, and I th- I think for a lot of people that's terrifying. I've also taken steps to uh, email my local representative. The other day, I emailed my um, MP, um, you know, voicing my displeasure at what's been going on and asking, you know, why haven't you put out a public statement? What have you done in your professional political career to to advance the? Um, advance the agenda of, of black lives matter what have you been doing to to safeguard the you know the communities of black people who who live in this constituency and i asked them that in, in an email and uh you know there are numerous um email templates you know floating around but it also helps as well if you you know you do write these sorts of things um you know from your own heart and i haven't received those responses yet i think i only sent it yesterday or or maybe the day before um but i think you know keep, keeping that pressure on your representatives because you know they do represent you um ultimately and if they can see the displeasure that's coming out, that will hopefully, you know, um, force them to change their ways or, you know, raise it with the government more widely. I think as well, people need to be, you know, donating um, to reputable sort of um, sources on the ground or in the UK elsewhere. I know Black Visions Collective was funding uh, in the US, but there are great UK charities as well. People like Inquest or Hope Not Hate, um, to just name a few. Again, there's, you know, there's loads of them out there as well as you know reading up on the subject um lots of people been recommending the book you know why i'm no longer talking to white people about race i read that one personally but it's it's definitely on on the queue and i've been reading lots of books about um about the police and how the police were formed and you know what we can do to try and end uh priest brutality so those would be sort of you know my recommendations uh to anyone listening but you know I'm, i'm totally up for for any other suggestions or ideas that uh that you know you guys uh you guys might have i think the the one that i've seen the most is actually be support rather than going to these big chains trying to support your local not just your local shops in general but your local ethnic black owner mm. shops to go in their cafes no matter what just try it because you, you like go there you you may it may be the best food you've ever e- eaten mm. and Heck, even if it's not like an amazing food that you eat you might find out you might have more things in common you might actually just enjoy the company like what i think yeah i think just trying to 
yeah, educate yourself, educate yourself as much as possible, and mm. be be prepared to maybe lose some people in your life that don't agree with you. But mm. in reality, you're not losing out on those people. These exactly. are people with views that are, I would say, outdated. But that's completely not even correct. They're no. just completely wrong. They were mm. never in date at any point. You've got to. I think people have got to anticipate that they are also going to be wrong. You know, it is. It is also a learning curve, and you know, you're going to say the wrong thing sometimes. And you know, you need to listen to, you know, important and influential. You know, black voices and voices who are who are closest to the center and listen to what they say and. Um, you know, sometimes you are going to say the wrong thing and, you know, no one's perfect. I need to accept when you are wrong, apologize wholeheartedly and deeply and, you know, try and improve, you know, it's not a, it's not a straight line. Um, but as long as you're, you're trying and you're genuinely trying to improve, I think that's, that's the best that, best that you can be doing, you know? That's the core of it. Exactly. Like just at least try to be better, like at least try and learn about each other. Because then that's, like I said before, that's how we progress further. We find common ground. We actually learn that we might have more in common with each other and we can move forward. Mm. Yeah, like, definitely. I think just finding as yeah, finding out as much as you can, talking to all type, all people mm. would be, is the best for everyone. I feel like another thing you could do, like especially in this current moment with you know, the protests and whatever being, like, covered by media and stuff is to share, like, actual, like, I guess civilian cam footage might be the way to describe it. Because, mm -hmm. like, the news might say one thing, but then people that are actually there amongst the crowd might be, it might be completely different from their perspective. So it's just keep the information circula circulating just so mm -hmm. everyone's up to speed, everyone actually knows what's happening instead of just having to rely on, like, just traditional news sources yeah definitely i think it i think especially with those as you say civilian cam footage it has been so eye-opening mm. to see be, be, the, 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 the people that i would never have known in real life and the, their views mm. and how i see it and just go what, what how are you protesting that why are you against people who are just want some human decency in the world exactly they just want to be respected for who they are not not by the not, color of their skin or whatever yeah like that's that's the us like the main thing that's the end goal we just we want change we want to be equal you don't want we don't want to be better. We don't want anything like that. We just want us all to get along and be peaceful and just have the equal chance and like not be scared for our not be scared for ourselves when we go out. That's that's the end goal. Mm. Like it breaks my heart with all the stuff I've seen like online being shared. Like one thing I saw which actually made me like cry, and like I'm I barely cry. It was three generations of people like at a protest. Uh, I think it was a 45-year-old man, a 31-year-old, and a 16-year-old, to where they're all angry, they're all sad, and the 31-year-old says that to like the 16-year-old, if nothing changes, you're going to have to keep doing this, and you're going to have to find a better way, because the way we're doing it mm. right now doesn't seem to be working, and that just killed me. 
Mm. Yeah, I think, you know, when, when it's put like that over 45 years and longer, mm. nothing has changed. Exactly. And I think, yeah, it's... We, we, I think as long as people from this are wanting to change, maybe in the past they held racist views. Yeah. But now are realizing that they need to be better than that. Mm. That, or even people who maybe didn't believe they held racist views and then are realizing, oh, actually looking back at what I've done in my life, I, maybe I was never explicitly uh, calling people names or harassing people, but it was the more, the the more subtle Mm. uh, racism Mm. and wanting to then change those behaviors as well. Exactly. Support like your local, like, black communities yeah. try and share information try and find what you can do to help it's probably yeah. all we can really ask for like and even if you think out here like i'm just one person what can i do that one you might be the one person that we need to just help push it forward there was there's a th- i don't know what film it is but they put it in perspective where if one person shares something three people could see it those three people then could share it themselves and each in turn share it to their own three people to which it just grows exponentially to the point that everyone has seen or can help and that's just what we need right now just everyone who can to take part keep keep looking out for for resources i know um the people i'm following on on twitter and stuff they are putting out big collections of reading lists and places you can donate to and search the black lives matter hashtag and you'll be able to find all those resources i'm sure there are plenty of organizations that will um that are in need of of your monetary support as well as you know there for you to to learn more about and that that, that would be um that definitely be my recommendation um, and if you yeah. can't donate money then just keep sharing things just mm-hmm. Check in with your friends as well. Like, yeah. Everyone's in a trouble. Like, not only is the Black Lives Matter a thing, COVID's still a thing. Like, we all... Like, this Black Lives Matter might be... It's huge, obviously, but people are still suffering from COVID and they might be feeling lonely or, like, scared. Like, just check in with each other. Like, help keep that community together and help each other out. Yeah, definitely. We are. We are all in this together. Exactly. is the phrase we have heard the most this <laughs> year but right now is when it matters the most absolutely i think that will that's pretty much us for for today um thank you for listening um look at yeah keep looking out for resources um but yes it's been a pleasure um I'd like to thank our our guest for this week uh penny yeah, thanks for thank you very much for coming along thanks for having me um is there any anywhere on social media you'd like people to uh, to follow you at? Um, they don't need to follow, but if they would like, just search Penny Walks on, I believe Twitter and Instagram, and you'll find me. It's also on YouTube and Twitch. But again, at this stage, probably not worth. Just do what we can to get over this, mm. get over twenty twenty. I guess is t- to be blunt. Yeah, likewise. Don't follow me this week. Um, follow the Black Visions Collective on uh, on Twitter instead. 
they're they're more more than worth uh, following me. Yeah. <laughs> Don't follow me. Follow the Black Lives Matters hashtag and just try just let's just see what happened. Retweet anything that you think would be useful for yourself or for anyone that you know and yeah stay safe everyone yeah till next time stay safe wash your hands hang loose and black lives matter